Chapter 4 Okay, ready? I asked. Yes, I am prepared to begin the morph, Ack said. It was Saturday, a couple of days after we had all agreed to go ahead with the plan to capture a Yerk ship. We were in Cassie's barn, surrounded by cages full of injured animals and birds. Cassie's father and mother were both away for the day. Jake checked his watch. Ten after ten, he reported. Axe starts morphing at 10.12 and is done by 10.15. The bus will be at the stop at 10.25, I said. It will arrive at the mall at 11. By that point, Axe will have been in morph for 45 minutes. That leaves an hour and 15 minutes on the two-hour morph time. Is it enough time? Cassie wondered. She was biting her lip nervously. I shrugged. 30 minutes to reach Radio Shack, find what Axe needs to make his transmitter, buy it, and get back to catch the 11.30 bus home. That gets back here at 5 after 12. Ten minutes to spare. Jake was looking pretty stony-faced, which is how he looks when he's not sure if something will work. It's the best we can do, I said. I know. Everyone ready? Jake asked. I should go with you guys, Rachel said for like the tenth time that morning. I should be there. No, we can't all go. If something goes wrong, we don't want everyone caught at once, I said. And something is sure to go wrong. Why do you say that? Axe demanded sharply. Jake smiled. Marco doesn't believe in optimism. Tobias flew almost silently into the barn through the open hayloft. It's still all clear, and the bus is right on schedule, over on Margulis Avenue. Okay, Axe, time to morph, Jake said. And um, don't forget the morphing outfit, okay? I reminded him. The concept of clothing kind of puzzled the Andalite. We'd gotten him skin-tight bike shorts and a t-shirt that he could use for morphing, but he still didn't know why. It's one of the most annoying things about morphing, dealing with clothing. We'd learned how to morph clothing, but only things that were real tight-fitting. Anytime you tried to morph a jacket or sweater, they just ended up shredded. And shoes? Forget about shoes. Clothing, yes, he said. I have integrated it into my human morph. Time, Jake said, pointing at his watch. Axe began to change. I'd only seen him do it once before, soon after we'd rescued him from the sunken Andalite dome ship. I've seen a lot of morphing. I've done a lot of it, too. It's always creepy watching a human being become some strange animal. But watching Axe morph was different. He wasn't becoming an animal. He was becoming a human being. The stalk eyes shrank and disappeared in his head. The deadly scorpion tail shriveled and withered and slithered up inside him like someone sucking up a piece of spaghetti. His front hooves disappeared completely. Whoa, look out, Jake said. He caught the andalite as he fell forward, with no front legs to support him. Thank you. I must practice standing with only two legs. A gash opened in his face and grew lips and teeth. A nose grew where there had just been small vertical slits. His eyes became smaller, more human. But the weirdest thing about Axe morphing was not just that he looked like a human. It was that he looked like a particular human. Actually, four particular humans. See, he had absorbed DNA from Jake and Cassie and Rachel and me. Somehow, by some process we did not understand, he was able to combine all four genetic patterns to come up with one person. The end result was definitely strange and disturbing. I looked at him and saw some of myself, and Jake, and Rachel and Cassie too, although Axe was male. That was the most bizarre part. Looking at him and thinking, hey, he looks familiar. Really familiar. In fact, hey, that's my hair. Axe, you could either be a really pretty guy or a kind of unattractive girl, I said. I am an Andalite, 
you said. And the light. 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 Okay, put on those additional clothes, Jake said. Let's get going. Tobias? He looked up to the rafters. On my way. I'll check on the bus. Tobias said and flew away. More clothing? Clo- clothing. Clothing? Axe said. Axe, don't do that, I said. What? W-w-w-w-w-t. That, where you play with the sounds. Just say what you need to say and stop. Like I said, the Andalites have no mouths and no spoken speech. Axe seemed to think mouths were some kind of toy. Yes, Axe agreed. Yes. And one other thing, the shoes go on your feet, not in your pockets. Yes, I remember. Member. He pulled his sneakers out of his pockets and looked at them helplessly. Rachel and Cassie each took a foot and got him laced up. People are going to think he's weird, Rachel said, sounding exasperated. Fortunately, it's the mall on a Saturday morning, I pointed out. It'll be full of weird people. Not this weird, Rachel said. This could be trouble. Isn't it a little late for you to admit that I was right and this idea is insane? I asked her. Besides, no need to worry. I'll be there. Great, then it's sure to be a disaster. We caught the bus without any problem. Axe made strange mouth noises the entire trip, but the bus was mostly empty. We got to the mall right on time. So far, so good, Jake said as we headed into the mall. I rolled my eyes. Jake, do me a favor. Don't ever say, so far, so good. The only time anyone ever says, so far, so good, is right before everything blows up in his face. So far, so far, 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 Axe said, trying out the sounds. So, so far, so, so, so good. Oh, man, I said. 